the Classic Metal Show right here on the ClassicMetalShow.com. That is brand new music from a band a lot of you may not be familiar with, but it's about time you learn. The band is called Fury. The name of the album is The Grand Prize. The name of the song is also The Grand Prize, probably my favorite song on the record. And on the line right now to talk about The Grand Prize, both the song and the record, is the lead vocalist and the guitarist of Fury. It is JJ. JJ, how are you, man? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm excellent, man. Well, uh, JJ, as I was telling you right before we started, man, yours is one of those that that shows that the that the internet actually can work sometimes. You know, unlike a lot of bands where we get hit by a publicist and they're like, "Hey, here's the interview days and times and whatever." Yours was one that um, I use Google Play for my streaming, and it just happened to come up in my new music, but in the new music category, and I always listen to whatever whatever they think I might like. And they're almost always wrong, to be honest. They always <laughs> throw in a lot of hip-hop and bullshit in there with, with it. But I, I heard yours. I was like, holy shit, this is, like, really solid. You know, let me listen to a little more and a little more. And next thing I knew, I had listened to the album, like, 10, 11 times and was absolutely hooked. But, you know, it's one of those things where the Internet actually did what it's supposed to do, at least for one person. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. I mean, the great thing with uh, with the internet, obviously Spotify and YouTube, all this sort of stuff, is you obviously you can get your your music out to people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the downside is soaping everyone else. So it's sure. trying to like stand out within that crowd still. Uh, but it's cool. It's, it's cool that it's it's you know it, uh, you picked it up just to kind of at random. Um, and it's yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, and you know. It- Yours is one of those kind of bands that I think a lot of people are going to have to pick up that way because there's no major machine behind you or anything. I mean, it, unless I'm wrong, you guys are like completely independent, correct? Uh, yeah, so that's right. Yeah. So we've, we've not we've not got any any labels like we're, we're working with a friend of ours, Amy Chatterley, um, who's sort of acting as our, our manager. Um, but again, that's still quite a sort of an independent, you know, kind of process. There's no major companies behind us. It's all, all sort of self-funded or funded obviously through sales, through the fans and all that sort of stuff. Sure. Definitely. Well, uh, JJ, for people that don't know, which would include me at this point, why don't you give everybody a little bit of history about, about the band Fury? You know, how long have you been together and you know, what, how you've grown as a band and that kind of stuff. So, um, Really, I, I I say that the 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 band kind of really started I think it's back 2010, so it was 10 years ago, um, where we, we kind of because before that you know it, there was kind of sort of emanations of it, but it, it nothing really you know became solid until then really. That's when we got the first solid liner. Uh, we actually started looking at recording an EP. So about 2010. Um, so the end of that year uh, we recorded our first EP and we put it out I think it was March 2011 um and so back in those days <clears throat> so we had a bit more of a, a thrashier kind of sound but like we've never been kind of full-on you know like evil kind of thrash but it's it was you know it had a bit more of a thrashy sound um and then so we did, we did that and we did another EP the, the year after um and then we thought okay well it's you know time to you know tr- try for the big one do an album um, which took a while because we had a guitarist change in that time. Um, so yeah, then 2014 we brought out uh, the Lightning Dream album. It's our first album, uh, and that was a bit more. There was certainly it wasn't prog at all, but it was a bit more progressive certainly for us. Like quite long songs on there, 
um, you know, lots of different sort of um, structures and all that sort of thing. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the average song length was seven or eight minutes. It sort of expanded, expanded, uh, with the, the last track being like over 11 minutes. Um, got re- really well received. Um, and then, you know, so that, that lineup then carried on for the second album, which was Lost in Space, which came out in 2016. Um, and again, same lineup and <clears throat> a similar sort of ethos in terms of, there was a lot of, again, long songs. Um, this time culminating in the last track was like over 14 minutes long this time. Uh, a big epic about pirates and sort of stuff. Um, and that had, had, it had a bit more of a, it was less of the sort of thrash sound, more of a, like a new wave of British heavy metal uh, kind of vibe to it. Uh, and then after that album, obviously between that album and this album, it's been four years. Um, and the reason, the main reason being is we've had some sort of lineup issues. Like uh, since that last album, I'm the only sort of member that's left. Obviously, it must have been something I said. <laughs> um, but it, it's all for various reasons, you know. People, you know, left for different reasons. It, it, there's not really any big drama over it. It just it is what it is. Um, it's it's one of the um, the things, I guess, being in a sort of independent band, you know. We're not making a living off of this, so it can be difficult at the times. Um, but yeah, so and then the major difference is really between the last album uh, and, and this one. I think after doing a couple of albums of, say, quite long songs, certainly I wanted to just kind of focus on, you know, focus on like some good riffs, uh, good vocal melodies. And so strip everything else back, you know. So I'm not, I'm not worried about, you know, the the second key change that's happening like eight minutes into the song or something like that. It's just about stripping it down, you know, so good riffs, good vocals. Um, and it, 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 this album felt a lot like kind of just blowing off some steam in terms of songwriting. So no messing around, no nonsense, just straight ahead rock and roll. Sure. And, and you know, that that's exactly how I've been describing it to people, you know, as I've been trying to get some people to give it a listen is just kind of, you know, it's, it's more or less like a, like a, cars and rock and roll type of a record it's very yeah. straightforward it's very very at the racetrack kind of a thing which I, I mean obviously with the 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 album cover and stuff it it plays to that but it it really is is different i guess kind of for when you when you listen back to the other records and you know the it's funny because even your bio and stuff talks a lot about like iron maiden which obviously there's a guitar influence on uh, from iron maiden but on this record, you would never mistake mistake Iron Maiden for this, you know. But the other two records with the longer songs, you're absolutely right. It's it it came from that. Is uh, I'm going to assume that you that you grew up, especially being there in England, that Iron Maiden is is kind of like the pinnacle band that everybody kind of maybe starts with. Is like yeah, when you pick up a guitar, that that's who you want to be. Uh, I mean, when I first started, for me, as actually Metallica, like I, I wanted to be James Hetfield so much, like. You know. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, and, and you know, as I went on, um, I, I got more and more into Iron Maiden, uh, and I, I, I probably you know made like my, my sort of all-time favorite band now. Like I've seen them live like I don't know ten times or something like this. Um, they're 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 just an incredible band. Uh, don't know, I still love Metallica and still all the sort of bands, but yeah, um, and that was it. You know. It was, uh, I guess someone once described our sound. Uh, certainly, I think it's probably true of the last couple of albums. It sound they said it sounds like Iron Maiden being played by Metallica, and I thought that was a really good compliment, you know, because these are two huge bands, you know, obviously, um, you know, in metal. And um, yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. And certainly with the last album, like it's very like you can definitely hear that that Maiden influence in there. I think it's very obvious. 
Sure. And I think there's, there's there's definitely a part of me that kind of not you know not embarrassed by it, but just wanted to step away from it a bit. Like you know, it, it's great when you get the first review and says, "Oh, this sounds like I made," and you think, "Oh yeah, great, I really." And then you know, when you get this sort of tenth review that goes, "Oh yeah, it sounds like it's like yeah, but there's more to it than that." So right. I think part of it was was wanting to sort of step away a little bit from that. And I, I don't think we've gone too far away. I, I think it's still compatible with with the sounds, but yeah, it's a like I say, more of a raw, stripped down. More of a dirty, yeah, rock and roll kind of sound. Sure. Now, now you you mentioned that you kind of redid the lineup here for the for the new release. You know, when you do that, a lot of times, a lot of times the the surviving member becomes the dictator, more or less, of the band. And I know that's a not not the right word, but it, it's an appropriate word. Did you did you work? you know, more with yourself than with, with the other guys to make sure that didn't happen? Or do, do you come in now kind of as the Dave Mustaine of the group that's like, <laughs> okay, these are the songs and this is how we're going to play them? It's, it's strange because um, I would actually say, not that I ever really wanted to be the dictator of the band or anything like that, but I would actually say it's probably less of the case now than it was before. Okay. So I've always been... Uh, sort of the main songwriter, uh, you know, pretty much all the songs we've got on records uh, is normally started off with certainly, um, you know, me structuring the songs, me coming up with the riffs, the chord progressions, the vocal melodies, and then taking it to everyone else and then everyone else kind of adds their parts on. Um, so that's always kind of been the case. And that's been, that was the case the first two albums and it's the case, it was, it's happened with this album as well. Um, yes, I suppose there has been slightly less influence on things like song structure uh you know with the new album the new guys because obviously some of these songs i've been working on since the last album came out uh but no no i i i've always been um i've never wanted to just be oh this is my band and everyone's going to do things my way because i think then things become very i don't know like you can't really expand like that you know if you've got one person's you know just doing you know everything um there's no room for growth then I don't think, or very little room for growth. Uh, and there's very little room for, I don't know, especially with this album. Like I, I feel like there's a lot of things in there that have a bit you know, slightly experimental. And it's just like, yeah, let's just try this. And you know, if, if the guitarist or, you know, Jake or, or Becky, the bass player, or even Tom drummer, uh, if they've come up with it, like an idea, then yeah, let, let's give it a go. Let's, uh, you know, try it. But no, no, no. Um, I've always been very cautious of that. And I, I've always, I, I, you know, I, I've tried to address that head on. Um, you know, when the guys have come into the band, I've been like, look, if 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 there's an idea you don't like, if there's you know an idea you have that you, you want to express, absolutely, just just bring it forward. If if you think that I'm doing something wrong, so I've always tried to get away from that. I mean, he, even doing interviews, I, I did ask Tom, uh, you know, Tom Fenn, the drummer. Uh, I asked him the other day. I was like, you know, obviously I've got these interviews that lined up. I said, but by all means, if, if you want to do one, and he's like, well. He's like, if you get in sick of them, then, uh, you know, I can do one. I'm like, no, no, I, I love doing interviews, but I just don't want to steal the limelight. He's like, no, 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 you do them, you do them. <laughs> so, you know, but no, not at all, not at all. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll disagree. <laughs> I, well, I'll tell you this. You've got the interviewing down just because it's obvious you like to ramble like I do, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Believe me, it's a whole lot better than asking a question getting yes, no, yes, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, well, JJ, let's let's talk about the first single, "Burnout," which is a a great representation of the entire release, man. It's 
It's it's an old school, just straight up rocker. There's there's no confusing what it is by listening to it. There's no, you know, it, it's just for for a classic metal fan like myself, it is a great introduction to the band because it just grabs you from the first second and it's just, you know, pedal to the floor, man. Talk talk a little bit about that song. <clears throat> wow. Uh, Burnout. So Burnout is, is actually, it's, it's one of the earliest songs that I'd had written. Um, so after Lost in Space came out in 2016, there were a few songs that, um, you know, we, we started demoing straight away. Uh, and Burnout was one of them. And yeah, again, it, it came from that, like, you know, for the moment, you know, I'm not really interested in doing, you know, eight minute songs. I just want to, yeah, I think that, that, that is, you know, like you say, I think it sums up the album quite well because it's, well, hopefully it's, you know, big, strong, catchy riff, uh, just straight in there, um, you know, some big kind of, you know, vocals. It, it's just, it, I don't know, I, I guess it kind of sums up what we're about as well in terms of like, you know, we're quite a fun band. Like, we, you know, a lot of our songs are quite energetic, quite fun. Um, but yeah, and it was just about just trying to make a good you know, metal, good rock and roll song, whatever you want to call it. Um, and obviously, you know, having things like the, the couple of like bass solos in there and just, you know, exploring that kind of bit of musicianship where it's just a bit more rock and roll, really. Um, I, I mean, they're, 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 there's obviously a big, for me, there's, there's a big Motorhead influence in there. Uh, there's probably also a bit of Phil Collins in there as well. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. You know, we edit that bit out. <laughs> yeah, uh, believe me, man. I'm, I'm, and and our fans know it. I'm, I'm one of these guys that it's nothing for me to go from NWA to Kid Rock to Cannibal Corpse to Iron Maiden. You know, I have all that stuff in me. So, dude, it's, it's good to. You know what? Honestly, in today's day, it's good to have a lot of different influences into, into your music creatively because so much music just sounds you know, sounds cookie cutter. It's all just, you know. Well, I think, I think the thing is, you know, if you think about a lot of the older bands that, you know, I'm sure we both listen to, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Ozzy and Sabbath, uh, you know, Metallica, also, they had, in, because obviously when they were starting out, you know, metal was only just, well, it either hadn't begun yet or was, they, you know, they started it or, yeah. so they had a lot of other influences. So whether it's the Rolling Stones, the Beatles or, you know, whoever it was. Yeah. So that's that's why you had all these different bands and that their sound was so diverse because they had loads of different influences themselves. And I think as things have gone on, where people get into metal and they are, by the by, only influenced by other metal bands, it kind of almost, I guess it purifies it to a certain extent. But like you say, it makes it a bit more, well, what else is in there? You know, what are your other influences? You know, and sometimes I don't think they're, they're, there's not much other things, you know, going into that mix. Sure. No, you're right. You, you, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, too, is, you know, stylistically, you obviously play a, a, the classic metal style. And, you know, obviously a lot of the bands that we're talking about influence wise, Motorhead, Iron Maiden, Metallica, you know, these are the the classics of the classics. And the one hardship, I think, by of doing that is that a lot of people that are fans, the majority, I'll say the majority, and I could be a little wrong on that, but the the majority of fans that are into that style of music, a lot of times are always very shallow as far as what they'll listen to. They're not really accepting all the time of bringing in new, 
you know, new bands, whether it's your band or I don't know, a band like Night Demon as a, as just an example that comes out. These are bands that sound have the classic sound but are doing something new and fresh and, you know, kind of keeping that style alive. And a lot of times you find the big wall goes up between Metallica and the new Metallica, whoever that would be. Are do you guys find that and and is that frustrating for you because you feel like you're, you know, you're keeping the movement alive, not trying to piggyback off it. Ooh, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't, I mean, consciously, I'm not sure if we've encountered that problem. We may have done, um, but no one's ever come forward and said, oh, well, I like Metallica, but, you know, you're, you guys aren't them. So I'm not going to, I don't know. I mean, maybe that is a mindset that, that some people have. And there, there definitely is within the metal community, you know, rock and metal, there's, there's definitely some elitism, um, and it's a shame because it's we always talk about oh you know we're really accepting and we're really you know it, it's a brotherhood and all that stuff, and it's like mm, I don't think it's always as accepting and as, as as we like to to make out, and it's a shame. Um, I'm not sure. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> um, it, it could it could well be a case. Could well be a case. Um, generally, you know, by the by, uh, we we we've always had really good feedback um on on certainly on the stuff we've put out um i think we we, we seem to um appeal quite well to uh so people i guess people on the fringes as well so people that you know maybe they've heard like a few rock tracks and they're, they're kind of into it um and I, I guess because obviously my vocals are always you know pretty clean i mean there's a bit of the heat on them at time to time but uh i, I was never really into more extreme stuff um, you know, I was always into my big sort of hooks in my choruses and things like that. So I, I think, you know, we've certainly done a few sort of festivals and things where there aren't strictly metal festivals. And the by the by, what we get is people that go, oh, I'm not into metal, but I really like you guys. You know? So, right. yeah, that's, that's definitely something we get. So it's, you know, uh, but yeah, in terms of the, the original question, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. You know, it is such a weird phenomenon. You know, I see it all the time with the radio show because a lot of times on the radio show, you know, we'll get people that complain all the time. They'll be like, oh, there's nothing good coming out. There's nothing new coming out. And then I'll be like, okay, well, try this or try that or try that. And like, oh, no, well, you know, it's not Deep Purple and it's not Metallica. And it's, you know, it's like, all right, well, what do you want? Do you want something new or do you just want to keep playing? you know, deep purple in rock, you know, yeah. and, and, you I know, I mean, I think as well, like uh, that, that kind of mindset, I mean, even when like say, say Metallica or deep purple, whatever it is, when they release a new album, like, I think that same mindset is like, Oh, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not going to listen to their new album because it's not going to be as good. And it's like, well, you haven't listened to it yet. Like, you yeah. know, give it a chance. And I think sometimes, you know, after a bit of time goes by, uh, and it's you know it's it the, the, whatever album it is is no longer the new album. Then it's almost a bit more acceptable because it's like, oh, ice metal fans are weird. <laughs> yeah. No, you're 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 right. And you know since we're talking a lot about Metallica, Metallica is that band. You know the the last oh, yeah. two records. I'll put those last two records against just about anything that they've done. I'll even put them up against the first four. The the you know the vaunted first four. Are they as good? Eh, maybe not. But as far as can you listen to one, then the next, then the next without feeling like a drastic shift? Yeah, yeah. you kind of can. But yet, when when both of those records came out, when Death Magnetic came out and then when um, Hardwired came out, the, the hardcores immediately were like, 
Not but shit. Nope. Don't want to hear it. Um, you know, it's it's not injustice for all. Can't listen. <laughs> it's it's a funny thing. Like, it, it seems to be, uh, especially with Metallica, th- they just encompass so much you know, rage from people like, unnecessarily. Um, and it's like, okay, you know, m- maybe people are sort of angry because you know they they sort of changed their style sort of in the 90s and then have kind of come back to it and then okay maybe it's going to send anger or you know they've made some missteps of course but i mean who hasn't you know who hasn't made mistakes and that that's in terms of music in terms of life in terms you know but you know surely it's music at the end of the day and and if they're putting out you know good music then I don't know what I, I just I, I don't even get the 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 ire that, that that you know as soon as Metallica do something it's like, oh my god you know I can't believe they've done this you know I can't believe I mean when they did that thing at the Grammys you know they played with Lady Gaga I thought that was fantastic like I think it was amazing um and it was it was a good one because the thing with the Grammys as well the Grammys is supposed to be a celebration of music as a whole um mm-hmm. and it's like well what better than to have you know a, you know huge metal band um with you know obviously a huge like sort of pop star she is now. And the thing is, I mean, I mean, if you know anything about Lady Gaga, like she's into metal anyway. I mean, right. it, that song she did, Judas something, was about Judas Priest. So, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It, you know, it, it it really is is ironic. And I and I'll tell you what, I don't care what anybody says, any complainer on any level. If you could make a quote unquote mistake that netted you a billion dollars, I think <laughs> you'd do it. I yeah. think we all do it. <laughs> Nice. Well, I'll tell you what, JJ, um, the one thing that's, that's going on right now, and obviously everybody knows it is this whole pandemic and we're all locked in at home and, you know, and, and it's frustrating. I'll say it's frustrating. I have really personally chosen to go silver lining with this and look at it as this is an amazing opportunity for musicians to get discovered a band like yours you know as an example because there's so many you know there's six six billion people sitting at home you know (laughs) online looking at youtube looking for something and they're bored you know they're they've watched everything that they could possibly stand on netflix and they're tired of that and they're looking for something to listen to or something to watch and then along comes a band like yours, and it's like, okay, here's something new. It's fresh. It's something I don't know. It reminds me of stuff I like. Have you found that you're finding new fans, you know, just because people are at home and they're discovering you? You know, and, and you, here's one. But you know, are you finding that that you're getting some some love on Facebook or on on socials or whatnot from new people that? We're not familiar with you, you know, two two years ago or a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. It's it it's a bit of an odd one, really, because you're trying to sort of work out. Well, would we've had the same level? Because obviously, we released the album on April the second, and it's like, you think, and we've had a really good response. Um, and you think, well, would we've got the same response? Had you know, had this not happened, had it, everything would just been normal. Um, I, I don't know, <laughs> but the what we what we have found is so on April the second we were due to play a uh, like an album launch show in uh, Birmingham in the UK um, and obviously that couldn't happen so what we did instead was a whole day of online things so we did a couple of like playthroughs of the songs that sort of you know so Becky did a, a bass playthrough and I did like a couple of acoustic songs um, and we, we did like a whole, I think it was like a two hour like Q&A about the album where we talked about the album, you know, between ourselves uh, and we got uh, 
Pete Newdeck, who uh, basically produced the album and mixed it. Um, he, you know, he came in into the chat and, and we, you know, we, we chat with him about the more the technical aspects of it. And it got a really good response. Like, uh, to be honest, first of all, I was like, mm, are people going to get bored? But actually, no, they, you know, they, they stayed tuned in for the whole couple of hours. It, it wasn't intended to be that long, actually. It was intended right. to be like, oh, 45 minutes. We'll have a bit of a chat about the album. That'll be it. But, you know, it, it just sort of went on. And people were asking questions, you know, on the live stream as we were, were doing it. Um, so, yeah, we, we did a whole host of stuff. So we got, kind of made an event out of the day, even though we sure. weren't releasing it. Like, well, even though, you know, we did do a, a launch gig. And to be honest, I mean, that, that video, the last time I looked, that video had reached something like 6,000 views. Okay. And obviously, doing a launch gig, we would never have played to 6,000 people, or, you know, sort of hometown. Like, we'd probably done a few hundred, but, like, not not as many, you know, we wouldn't have got out to so many people. Uh, and the album's been selling, like, every day, like, we're getting more and more sales. So, yeah, it's, I, I, I think in, in, certain, in certain ways, um, yeah, it, it's difficult to say because, you don't want to say that a global pandemic has helped you as a band because that that's a bit it feels a bit weird but like yeah. there's yeah I, th- I think it's it's a bad situation uh and i think you know you kind of have to make the most of what what you can um and certainly for us it was like okay well we can't do this launch gig you know but you know people are at home people do you know people need entertainment so let's let's do what we can do to carry on entertaining them and and push the album and, and in terms of on spotify we've had like a real like peak of, of, of listeners uh, on YouTube. So uh, there's a YouTube channel um, called, uh, hang on, it's not New Ever British Ever, it's New N-W-O-T-H-N. I think it stands for Thrash, but they've, they've actually diversified from Thrash now. Okay. Um, but um, they've uploaded like the whole album. They have, they have stock permission. They said, can we upload the album? Um, and we said, yes, they, they, they had done Lost in Space in the past. Uh, and it got quite a few views. But, yeah, I mean, they've uploaded it for like a week. And already it's up to, I know, it's close to like 10,000 views already. And, um, you know, and obviously some people are, you know, there's, there's differing opinions on in the comments. And you read through some and you think, oh, okay. but, but by the by, most of them have been you know, really positive. Um, <laughs> we we have one guy on our Facebook, actually. And uh, he said, oh, he said, this this new album's a real disappointment. So I said, oh, okay. He said, uh Lost in Space, uh, you know, I listened to that and I thought that was the best album that's ever been made. Uh, so this album, it's like, oh, uh, oh, and this is just a just a good rock album. It's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't match up to the best album that's ever been made. Like, sorry I couldn't make it twice. Like, uh, you know, sorry I've only made a good rock album. Like, but uh, but yeah, but yeah, I, I think I think there are a lot more people, you know, like I say, at home looking for stuff. Um, so yeah, I. I I think in a way, yeah, it's definitely boosted our our listenership. Excellent. Mm, absolutely. Excellent. Well, the new record is called The Grand Prize. The band is called Fury, F-U-R-Y, Fury. And um, uh, uh, JJ, where should people go online to keep up with the band or to buy the record or, you know, all that good stuff? Absolutely. So <clears throat> the best place to uh, to buy the record or any of our merch, T-shirts, et cetera, hoodies, uh, is uh, furyofficial.co.uk. Um, and if you uh, just want to keep up general day-to-day stuff for the band, uh, best place to go is uh, Facebook um, forward slash Fury Official. Facebook.com forward slash Fury Official. There you go. Excellent, so. man. Well, I'll tell you what, JJ, as a tradition on the show, we always let the artist pick a closing track from the new album. Maybe tell us a quick story about it. So what would you like us to uh, to share with people to end this one? Oh, okay. Uh, did I- 
Uh, 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 great track. Um, so I'm going to pick Casino Soleil. All right. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's about a casino in space. Um, so we've got this whole kind of space thing going on, sort of storyline that we kind of had going through, obviously, the Lost in Space album and then one or two tracks before that. Um, and what I wanted to do with this album is kind of carry on that theme, but maybe not carry on with the narrative. So there's a couple of songs on this album, like this and Galactic Rock, that they're kind of set in the same universe, but they're sort of supposed to like expand that universe a bit more. Uh, and so this is just about a, a casino in our uh, in our space universe um, with all the ridiculousness of uh, that, with a bit of bit of scat vocals in there as well for uh, for good measure. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, let's check it out right now. It is Casino Soleil. It is Fury right here on your classic metal show. Yeah. 